This is Unclaimed Bands, show 173. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight my guest is Jagged Row. Welcome, guys. Hey! Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> now, you guys, are, you guys are on Dallas time, right? Or Yes, we're here in what's Dallas. What's a suburb? What's a suburb? I understand you come from a suburb of Dallas. Yeah, we're in Rowlett. It's about uh, 20 minutes east of downtown Dallas, so we're not too far. <laughs> okay, okay. Spent a little time there myself uh, a while back, uh, but uh, you know you guys you guys have one hell of a big state, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Very true. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Can you guys go right down the line and tell me who you are and uh, or tell us your name and what you do in the band? I should say. Yeah, um, I'm Jackie Butler, and uh, I'm the lead singer of Jagged Row. I'm Matt Vinhouse. I am the lead guitarist. Uh, I'm Landon Williams. I'm the merch guy. I'm just kidding. I'm the, I'm the rhythm guitarist. <laughs> and I'm Joshua Jackson, and I'm the drummer. Okay, cool. It was processed by elimination when we got the Joshua there. <laughs> I mean, you could have said, like, you know, triangle or something. Yeah. <laughs> go, man, they got some wicked effects on that triangle. Then. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a crazy triangle. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Before we get into everything, uh, let's give everybody out there who don't know you a taste of your music. Uh, what song are we going to let them hear? Um, let's start with Jekyll and Hyde off of our new EP, Battle Cry. Nice. Okay, this is Jekyll and Hyde by Jagged Row.
All right, that's Jekyll and Hyde. Guys, I love uh, love the songs. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I want you to tell me a little bit about Je- Jekyll and Hyde. Give me some information on that song. Um, Jekyll and Hyde is kind of um, the first single off of Battle Cry, and uh, we actually just released a music video for it. And um, Matt and I actually wrote that song, and it's uh, it's basically what it's about. It's about Jekyll and Hyde and struggling with you know that that inner self of you know good and evil. So um, it's a pretty basic theme, but uh, we had a lot of fun writing it, and it's I think one of our favorites to perform actually because <laughs> it's yeah. it's it gets crazy. Well, tell me tell me a little bit about the video too, and 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 putting that together and everything. What uh, what. Well, can you give us about that? Get some, you know, some background information, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, uh, Matt Thornberry actually uh, produced the video, and um, he actually did both of our previous music videos. And uh, we always have a great time with them. Um, what we did with the music video is we wanted to bring in um, like the horror film from the 1930s and kind of go off of that. So if you watch it, you'll see that like our characters as ourselves get sucked into this 1930s horror film and uh we we got to like become hide ourselves and all hide versions of ourselves and uh, that was a lot of fun to do like the monster makeup and everything (laughs) i I personally loved it um (laughs) thank you and and but but do do you guys normally do or do you see yourself doing more videos like that in the future possibly I think so. Th- like that to me was the funnest video we've done. Matt, you were gonna say something, or? Um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I think I could definitely see us doing uh, doing more videos and uh, you know, kind of each time trying to make it more and more. Um, I don't know, theatrical would be. Yeah, the, I love. The, the right yeah, the theatrical term, stuff yeah, is a lot yeah, of fun. <laughs> yeah, kind of making a, a really interesting video. Cool. Looking forward to more of that because I certainly like that one. Well, um, what, what did uh, how, I should say? Not well, but how did you guys get started? Tell me, tell me how this all came about. Um, it was about we've been together over six years now, and um, Matt and I are the two original members, and um, everything just kind of fell into place really weird. I was originally a solo artist, and um, through both of our dads meeting, um, Matt came in and became a guitarist and we started writing together and had chemistry and um, decided to become a rock band. <laughs> um, I was doing kind of the pop stuff and then uh, eventually Landon and Josh came in uh, just through some mutual friends on social media like Facebook. We were just messaging back and forth and we were like, hey, we're looking for a guitarist. Hey, we're looking for a drummer. And everything just kind of clicked. So. Oh, that's good that it worked out that way. Yeah. I, I, I hear a lot of people getting, uh, you know, picking up people, you know, via Craigslist or something, yeah. which I just think is dangerous. Facebook seems yeah. so much safer. Yeah, it's, it, it gets weird out there <laughs> when you're trying to find <laughs> band members. Um, with your new EP, Battle Cry, okay, you just released it in April. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your fourth one. Yes. And you're, I'm going to ask this in this way. First off, your last one was in 2012. This one's 2013. Um, was there a, a conscious effort to, to kind of hold off and not release it? Cause your other ones came a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, it, it was weird. We did a lot of, um, traveling and just working on, um, what we wanted our sound to become. And that's why it kind of took longer, I think, to get this one out. Um, we wrote the songs and, and the turnaround and everything for it was, was fairly quickly. We recorded the, the EP in October, 
Um, but I think we just took some time to like find what we really wanted our sound to be and all that. And, and that's what gave us battle cry. Um, we feel like it's the, the best work that we've put out ourselves. Um, and, uh, so that's why it took, I think a little longer to get this one out there. <laughs> we were just growing as people and as a band and don't you agree, Matt? Yes. Yeah. So, well, you know, and that leads me to my next one, uh, between your previous EPs and this one, how do you think, uh, this EP differs from, uh, what you've done beforehand? Um, personally, I think, you know, going from night and day into back again, which is our, you know, the two preceding this one, um, you could kind of start to hear um, a refinement um, as far as us nailing down our sound. And then I think going from back again to where Battle Cry is, like Jackie said, I think we really were able to find and hone in on what we wanted our sound to be. And um, so I think there's a lot, you, I think it's a lot more clear um to the audience members to say this is you know the sound of jagged row um and lyrically i think we i think we dug a lot deeper um a little deeper, <laughs> a little deeper as in one of our songs uh we dug deeper um into our emotions and all and really and really brought those out i think um it's the most raw emotionally album that we've done so and very intense yeah <laughs> it came out a very intense ep as well in your face Battlecry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, that that's one of the other things uh, that leads me to this issue. You bring that up with the lyrics and, and digging deeper into the writing. When you, um, and this is just personal opinion, if you guys have it, you want to talk to us about it. But when you sit down and write a song and, and you're putting it together, do you find yourself, you know, what, what do you concentrate on more? What do you think is more important in music generally, the, the actual music itself or the lyrics? Oh, wow. Um, man, I don't know. But I, I think, or go ahead, Matt. I, was gonna, I think they, uh, they, to me, they equally play an important role um, because the lyrics, you know, <laughs> in the lyrics of the words, that's what you're communicating with. That's that's the thing that no matter who's listening, that's what they understand. You know, not everybody understands all the instrumentation behind it. You know, they just hear the song. But the lyrics and the words are what they connect with. See, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be weird here because I usually write the lyrics, but I think maybe sometimes the music is actually um, more important because people may not uh, first realize like what you're talking about in the lyrics or whatever. But those first few notes of a song can really like just, I don't know, m me personally, like in my mind, if I hear like a really um, you know, slow, like bluesy tune that, you know, definitely brings out emotion in me. And whether I know what the words are or not, the music really, I don't know, maybe that's right. Maybe both well, works, but both yeah. bring out a lot of emotion. Well, that's the same. I feel like, I feel like they, they both serve a, a role and, you know, together, them together, you know, like the music, you know, whether it is a riff, it's, whether it's, the, it's a, an intention grabber, you know, when you have the flashy drum fills and guitar riffs, you know, that catches people's attention and it, it draws them into the song. Um, and so I guess I feel like they, they play off each other. Yeah, definitely. Well. 
Yeah, it's it's a it, you know it's a kind of question where I don't think there's any right yeah. answer <laughs> right. for anybody. Uh, it's just one that I find curious um, uh, for several reasons. I have another show that concentrates on storytelling and lyrics yeah. that I work on. But just recently, there was an article published uh, out there that said that basically a lot of the pop songs that are released nowadays, mm-hmm. um, they examine them and they're they're at a third grade reading level. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Now, now, mind you, Jekyll and Hyde, I don't think is a <laughs> great reading level. Yeah. Because I've never saw, like, you know, a, a playhouse, like, Jekyll and Hyde version with, like, see Jekyll. Yeah. See Jekyll drink potion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing like that. So and That's true. I, I can definitely see that, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that if we asked a record exec, he'd be like, it's got to be the hook. It's got to have a great hook. Yeah. And, you know, it, that would be the end of it for him. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that, especially since coming off of writing a new record. And, you you, you know, you just gave it to me when you said, you know, we're digging deeper for the lyrics. Yeah, so, that, yeah cool. that really made me think. <laughs> um, well, here, this one might make you think, too. Okay. Then. And this is for each one of you. Okay. okay. So uh, you can all have a different one here. Um you know, with all the different places that you've played and stuff like that, and I can see that you've got, you know, you've got some scheduled shows coming out, going out as far as October and everything. What's been kind of the craziest thing that's ever happened on tour for you? Oh wow! Oh, you yeah. have a you have the story with the right. when your guitar strap broke. The guy held it up for you. Oh, that was um, yeah. We were in the middle of the show. It was actually a show here um, in Dallas. And I think it was the last song, and this was mm-hmm. a long time ago too. This is this is quite a while ago, but um, we were playing, and all of a sudden the uh, the I don't know what you call that piece, the strap, the hardware from the guitar yeah. where the strap doesn't all do actually came out of the guitar. It stripped out, and um, a guy from one of the other bands that was out in the audience came up to like the front of the stage and and this is a stage that was is a fairly tall stage the stage is about chest high uh to the audience members so it's it's a pretty tall stage so he sat there and had his arms like completely outstretched over his head and like held my guitar up while we finished like up the, the whole song, song yeah. for the rest of the song because it happened pretty early in the song so i ended up playing like the rest of the song like with this guy staring at me like and i'm trying to still perform but he's like holding my guitar and just kind of a yeah yeah. Weird moment, but it is, it is interesting. Um, the the one story that I can remember that just takes the cake is just the, the, the most awesome. Is one time I don't know what state we were in, but uh, it was we had just we had just. Both you mean physically, not <laughs> yeah. mentally. I, I can't or... remember right now. Yes, like at what the time, state of I, the knew, United I, States. I knew where we were right then, but right now I can't remember. We had all just woken up. We were at a gas station. Josh, oh, the drummer, yeah, yeah, yeah. got out to go use the bathroom, and we didn't know. And so we ended up leaving him at the gas station and drove away. I don't think we realized until like eight or nine minutes later. No, it was about 20 minutes later. It was later. like 20 yeah. minutes later, and we get a call from his mom. And Josh is like, very quiet. So. We really expand upon it. <laughs> he, he left what this. had happened was <laughs> I everyone was up, surprisingly. Usually like everyone's asleep, but everyone was up, so I didn't think any, anything of it. And I tapped Matt on the side, and I was like, hey, can you scoot over so I can uh, get out of the van and go use the restroom real quick? I was like, I'm going to be in there for less than five minutes. It's not going to take anything. I go in, handle my business, and I come <laughs> out. It was maybe like not even – it was like a minute and a half. And I'm walking outside, and I'm like, where's the van? And then I'm kind of looking off in the distance, and I'm looking at the trailer lights. And I was like, hmm, should I run? <laughs> or should I call somebody? Uh... 
And then it hit me that my phone was inside of the van. <laughs> oh, so I went to the counter and asked the lady very politely, could I use your phone? I just got left here. I don't know what state I'm in. I don't know where my van is at. And um, I ended up calling my mom because I didn't have anybody's number that I could remember. And she called everyone and we got it figured out. But that was... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, I've I've had I've had people uh, you know, break up the band momentarily to get rid of a member, but never had anybody leave. Yeah, <laughs> you're out. Yeah, and I think I think we were in the like the middle of Kansas or something. We were going up like the central United States. So, I think we were just like out of the middle of nowhere, like. <laughs> so, yeah, we we didn't mean to do that, but we're sorry, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> anybody else got a good story? Um, I had one time we played um a Halloween party one time. Um, and it was at a club, and so everyone came to get, uh, they were all dressed up. And um, I had a older gentleman, uh, an, old, an older man, um, who was dressed as an old lady for Halloween. Um, he had had a, a couple drinks and all, and uh, he came on stage and danced with me and uh, kissed me on the cheek. And so that was, that was definitely different, an old man dressed as an old lady. Um, being a part of our stage show, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It sounds like you guys haven't had any bad stories other than you, Josh. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. They, they came back for you. So yeah, <laughs> cool. Uh, we'll tell you what. Um, why don't we take a break for another song? Yeah, definitely. What are we gonna let people hear this time? Um, let's listen to Locked and Loaded. My heart 
right, locked and loaded. My guests are Jagged Row. <laughs> hey, uh, what's the best place for people to keep in touch with you guys, find out what's going on uh, when you're touring? Yeah. Uh, you can go to our website, which is just jaggedrow.com. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, all of our usernames on there is Jagged Row. So we're, we're usually pretty easy to find. Um, and our tour schedule is on Bands in Town, and we keep that updated daily. So if you want to see us in a town near you, <laughs> go to Bands in Town. Okay. Now, can people request there as well, too? Um, they can't. I don't know if they can request on Bands in Town, but um, we are all very active on Twitter. So if you just want to tweet at us um, where to uh, where you want to see us next, uh, go for it, and we'll answer you back and try to get there. Okay, great. People, you've heard that now, <laughs> so when the interview's over, you go to the sites, check it out. Yeah. And uh, and request if they're not coming near you, uh, you know, boycott something, or <laughs> protest something. You know, I think this would be a good protest. Yes, okay? definitely. <laughs> get get bands to you protesting exactly, <laughs> or not idea. protest them, protest your venue until you get them there. Yeah, there that's Let's it. That's it. it. The venue will love Petitions. the attention. Petitions. I'm sure Petitions. that yeah, <laughs> I can see the hate mails coming in from places right now. <laughs> Um, hey, here's a, here, I, I'm gonna keep going because I like I want to keep making you guys think here. Okay. Um, what's the first record you ever bought? Ooh, oh Ooh. Landon, you sounded like you knew. Um, the first record I ever bought was five was uh, four score and seven years ago by Reliant K. And okay. That that was an, I got that at a, a half price books, and that is what introduced me kind of like to like pop punkish music and i have loved it ever since i think matt can attest because he thinks that's all i listen to is pop punk music <laughs> and uh i think i drive the band the rest of the band sick with that type no um i think the first record i ever bought um and i was little like i i think i just got like my allowance or whatever and, and went out and bought it uh was the michael jackson thriller album um when I was really little, that's I I think I wore out like one of those portable CD players, which are like completely obsolete now. Um, I wore one of those out listening to the Thriller album like over and over and over again. Um, I think I even had to buy a second copy because I wore out the CD so much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Do you know anybody else gonna bounce? Oh, zero. It's a judgment free zone. <laughs> what the first record I ever bought was because <laughs> well, I have so many. Man. I can't. I can't. Like I said, guys, judgment free. If it's you know, if it's like Yanni or something like that, no one's gonna I, okay. make funny. And this is really weird. This is gonna sound completely out of place. If I think I remember back far enough, I think I was with my grandmother one time. Um, when my parents were there, I was I was really young, and I believe I somehow convinced her to let me buy the fifty cent. Evie that had, uh, <laughs> uh, what was, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the beat. It had like three tracks on it. I don't know why. I was never really big into 50 Cent. Were I don't you know why. Young? I wanted... Were you like really I was little really young. and your I grandmother was... let you buy 50 Cent? Yeah, I'm pretty sure my parents were upset about that afterwards. But... <laughs> I was going to say, she probably, she couldn't read the. Yeah, yeah. I guess she didn't thing, know. Yeah. The explicit but... label. Oh, that's okay. Um... <laughs> oh, it's been approved by parents. Okay. <laughs> What 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 is that song called? What was the big uh, his first big hit? Uh, I don't know. Something about birthday or oh, was it like 
party like it's your birthday. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. that one. I, I guess I knew that song, and so I wanted to buy. I wanted to get the CD. I think yeah, and wow, I didn't even know that about. You. I don't know why. I can't. I've never. I mean, I listened to it like maybe once or twice with a friend, and then I don't even know what happened to it after that. So. I was gonna say, was that the last time your grandmother was allowed to take you music shopping? <laughs> Probably, or to the grocery store at all, since it, it kind of it's like she took me to Target. <laughs> okay, you can't take him to any store. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's weird because I'm not a huge rap guy. Um, you know, I grew up listening to classic rock and stuff, so I don't. It's a re- that's a weird one for me. <laughs> we'll just we'll just chalk it up to you being a rebel. Yeah, yeah, we'll just, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh, what about you, sir? Um, I can't remember the name of the album, but the band is called Mint Condition. They're like this '90s R&B band that my dad. It was like the first music that I had ever heard in my life that I paid attention to. And I was probably seven. And so that's all I can remember. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. Like I said, judgment free. We don't we don't care what it is. Let's, let's see what people were doing beforehand. Like, my, first, yeah. my first record I bought was the Wiggles. <laughs> 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 hey, hey! I had a guy just tell me it was uh, it was uh, Raffi. So you know, oh, yeah. I had like two interviews ago. So, like I said, judgment free. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, as a band with all the different um, you know tours you've been on, the Battle of the Band stuff, winning the twenty five grand for that one and everything. But what would you say is your to date has been like your biggest career moment? Oh wow! Um, for me personally, I think it was getting to play um, at the Whiskey A Go Go in LA. Um, we've played there twice. And uh, I just remember the first time we played there, and I was standing on the stage, and it was like halfway through the set. And I was just like, I am standing in the same place that so many rock legends have, you know, stood up here. And I think that was a like a really big moment being like, you know, I'm standing in the footsteps of all of my idols and you know, huge names in the business. And um, it was just kind of one of those, let me take this in moments. <laughs> um, do y'all have one? Or... Um, for me, I guess, uh, when we played uh, the State Fair of Texas here, yeah. um, where we got to play on um, the main stage there, uh, we've played there three times? Four, uh, times? four times, I think. Four times. Yeah. Um, but... I just remember the um, the first time where we um, actually maybe I'll be thinking of the time we opened for Finger Eleven there. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a really cool experience because you know we had played there once before, but it was as a um, it was part of a special night. You know, it was like a a local band night or something like that. Um, but being booked there, you know straight up you know just being booked there not as for mm-hmm. a special night or anything you know and it was um it was really cool you know it's it's a huge event there and there's you know tons of people and yeah and like to to texans like the state fair of texas is like it's like christmas it, <laughs> it's, it um, is. okay yeah it's like it's a huge thing like if you're it's, from texas like everyone it's in dallas but everyone from every every corner of texas comes um because it's like it's just a huge event and to play that in our hometown. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah. Plus it was cool. We got to be escorted after our set, like by security <laughs> through the crowd to get back to the merch area. And so that was, that was kind of cool. I'm like, Oh man, we got security. <laughs> We're <detail."> official. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a cool moment. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, 
it's always good to make it in your uh, in your hometown, you know. Yeah, That's definitely. Cool. It was very surreal. Good. Anybody else got a moment? Or well, I think I think Matt stole me, <laughs> me and Josh's. But, uh, oh damn! Every, okay. Everything <laughs> Matt said, we yeah. can basically replicate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys go right along with that. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm going to give you one more to think about before okay. we uh, come near the end of this. So let's do it. <laughs> Now, this is for each individual one of you again. So, if you could put one of your songs in a time capsule that wouldn't be open for a thousand years, which one would it be, and why would you pick that song? Oh, man. Um, You know yours? Okay, go, Josh. (laughs) I would put Jekyll and Hyde. Um, (laughs) As a, just as a movie, it's still an epic movie and a lot of people still love it and the way that we wrote the song and the way that the music and the lyrics go together in that song i feel like it's just a music representation of what the movie is and i feel like in a thousand years it'll still be an epic song and people will still love it <laughs> nice <laughs> you know what i think i'm gonna have to go with freddie oh god that's <laughs> yeah, the first song jackie and matt ever wrote and i love it so much it's awesome yeah that song's nowhere right I now i don't think anybody no can it's find it. no it's it's nowhere <laughs> it's, it's, it's deep yeah internet. it's it's nowhere <laughs> um i think i'm gonna go with josh actually i think jekyll and hyde would be a good one um just because I feel like it like we were saying earlier i feel like it really represents um what our sound is and I think it, um, I think it's just like a timeless theme being Jekyll and Hyde, you know, the battle between good and evil. And I feel like maybe weird futuristic human beings would still maybe understand the concept, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. they, could, they could relate to it, I guess. I don't know. They may not be able to relate to some other stuff. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think even in the future they'd listen to it and go, "Was this like a sitcom?" Yeah. Or something? yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I uh, cool. I guess for what we have right now, I'd have to agree with the Jekyll and Hyde. I wish we had a song, and there's been a few song ideas brewing, um, but I haven't actually made any songs. I, I wish we had a song that was really weird and not like anything <laughs> else that we have, and I would put that one, because then a thousand years from now, or even if it was 40 years from now, however, everyone thinks you know, they have this idea of, who Jagged Row was, and then to find this song, and everyone's like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> like, I th- but yeah. <laughs> but uh, but with what we have, I have to agree. I, I think Jekyll and Hyde is a uh, is a good representation of us, and it's it's a classic theme and everything. So <laughs> nice, have to nice one out there. Yeah. Well, listen. Before we wrap everything up here, uh, is there anything you guys want to say to your fans out there? Um, thank you. <laughs> um, you guys are the best. Y'all have been with us for six years and counting. And, um, hopefully y'all can be with us for next 60, you know, like, uh, we, we, we do what we do because of our fans and, um, they're, they're so incredible and so supportive and, uh, we love them so much. So thank you, thank you to everyone who's listening. So <laughs> cool. Well, uh, hey, listen, uh, Jackie, Matt, Landon, Josh, I want to thank you very much for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. You too. Um, 
everybody, uh, my guests have been Jagged Row. Make sure you go check them out. And if you get a chance, go see them. And if you can't see them, go hit them up on Twitter and then protest a venue yes. to get them there. <laughs> Whatever it Do takes, it. okay? <laughs> yeah. there, there is nothing wrong with the power of the voice. No, People not at all. People can make stuff happen. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta stop doing it before I get a soapbox here. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody, uh, until the next time, um, make sure you tune in for more uh, great bands like Jagged Row. This is Sean from Cool Bands. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of an unclaimed band, its parent company, or subsidiaries.